Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam with translations and purports by His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 1, Text 1. Srimad Bhagavatam, First Canto, Chapter 1 Questions by the Sages Text 1 I offer my obeisances unto Lord Sri Krishna, son of Vasudeva, who is the supreme, all-pervading personality of Godhead. I meditate upon him, the transcendent reality, who is the primeval cause of all causes, from whom all manifested universes arise, in whom they dwell, and by whom they are destroyed. I meditate upon that eternally effulgent Lord, who is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestations, and yet is beyond them. It is he only who first imparted Vedic knowledge unto the heart of Brahma, the first created being. Through him, this world, like a mirage, appears real even to great sages and demigods. Because of him, the material universes, created by the three modes of nature, appear to be factual, although they are unreal. I meditate, therefore, upon him, the absolute truth, who is eternally existent in his transcendental abode and who is forever free of illusion. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Obeisances unto the personality of Godhead Vasudev directly indicate Lord Śrī Krishna, who is the divine son of Vasudev and Devaki. This fact will be more explicitly explained in the text of this work. Sri Vyasadeva asserts herein that Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, and all others are his direct or indirect plenary portions or portions of the portion. Srila Jiva Goswami has even more explicitly explained this subject matter in his Krishna Sandarbha. And Brahma, the original living being, has explained the subject of Sri Krishna substantially in his treatise named Brahma Samhita. In the Samaveda Upanishad, it is also stated that Lord Sri Krishna is the divine son of Devaki. Therefore, in this prayer, the first proposition holds that Lord Sri Krishna is the primeval Lord. And if any transcendental nomenclature is to be understood belonging to the absolute personality of Godhead, it must be the name indicated by the word Krishna which means all-attractive. In Bhagavad Gita, in many places, the Lord asserts himself to be the original personality of Godhead, and this is confirmed by Arjuna and also by great sages like Narada, Vyas, and many others. In the Padma Purana, it is also stated that out of the innumerable names of the Lord, the name of Krishna is the principal one. Vasudev indicates the plenary portion 
of the personality of Godhead. And all the different forms of the Lord, being identical with Vasudev, are indicated in this text. The name Vasudev particularly indicates the divine son of Vasudev and Devaki. Sri Krishna is always meditated upon by the Paramahamsas, or the perfected ones, among those in the renounced order of life. Vasudev, or Lord Sri Krishna, is the cause of all causes. Everything that exists emanates from the Lord. How this is so is explained in later chapters of this work. This work is described by Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya, as the spotless Purana, because it contains the transcendental narration of the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. The history of the Srimad Bhagavatam is also very glorious. It was compiled by Sri Vyasadeva after he had attained maturity in transcendental knowledge. He wrote this under the instructions of Sri Narayaji, his spiritual master. Vyasadeva compiled all Vedic literatures, containing the four divisions of the Vedas, the Vedanta Sutras, or the Brahma Sutras, the Puranas, the Mahabharata, and so on. But nevertheless, he was not satisfied. His dissatisfaction was observed by his spiritual master, and thus Narada advised him to write on the transcendental activities of Lord Sri Krishna. These transcendental activities are described specifically in the tenth canto of this work. But in order to reach the very substance, one must proceed gradually by developing knowledge of the categories. It is natural that a philosophical mind wants to know about the origin of the creation. At night, he sees the stars in the sky, and he naturally speculates about their inhabitants. Such inquiries are natural for man, because man has developed consciousness, which is higher than that of the animals. The author of Srimad Bhagavatam gives a direct answer to such inquiries. He says that Lord Sri Krishna is the origin of all creations. He is not only the creator of the universe, but the destroyer as well. The manifested cosmic nature is created at a certain period by the will of the Lord. It is maintained for some time, and then it is annihilated by his will. Therefore, the supreme will is behind all cosmic activities. Of course, there are atheists of various categories who do not believe in a creator. That is due to a poor fund of knowledge. The modern scientist, for example, has created space satellites, and by some arrangement or other, these satellites are thrown into outer space to fly for some time at the control of the scientist, who is far away. Similarly, all the universes with innumerable stars and planets are controlled by the intelligence of the personality of Godhead. In Vedic literatures, it is said that the absolute truth, personality of Godhead, is the chief 
amongst all living personalities. All living beings, beginning from the first created being, Brahma, down to the smallest ant, are individual living beings. And above Brahma, there are even other living beings with individual capacities. And the personality of Godhead is also a similar living being. And he is an individual, as are the other living beings. But the Supreme Lord, or the Supreme Living Being, has the greatest intelligence, and he possesses supermost, inconceivable energies of all different varieties. If a man's brain can produce a space satellite, one can very easily imagine how brains higher than man can produce similarly wonderful things, which are far superior. The reasonable person will easily accept this argument, but there are stubborn atheists who would never agree. Srila Vyasadeva, however, at once accepts the supreme intelligence as the Parameswara. He offers his respectful obeisances unto the supreme intelligence, addressed as Para or Parameswara, or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that Parameswara is Sri Krishna, as admitted in the Bhagavad Gita and other scriptures delivered by Sri Vyasadeva, and specifically in this Srimad Bhagavatam. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that there is no other Paratattva, Sumam Bonam, than Himself. Therefore, Sri Vyasadeva at once worships the Paratattva, Sri Krishna, whose transcendental activities are described in the tenth canto. Unscrupulous persons go immediately to the tenth canto, and especially to the five chapters which describe the Lord's Rasa dance. This portion of the Srimad Bhagavatam is the most confidential part of this great literature. Unless one is thoroughly accomplished in the transcendental knowledge of the Lord, one is sure to misunderstand the Lord's worshipable transcendental pastimes, called Rasa dance, and his love affairs with the gopis. This subject matter is highly spiritual, and only the liberated persons who have gradually attained that stage of Paramahamsa can transcendentally relish this rasa dance. Srila Vyasadeva, therefore, gives the reader the chance to gradually develop spiritual realization before actually relishing the essence of the pastimes of the Lord. Therefore, he purposefully invokes the Gayatri Mantra, Dimahi. This Gayatri Mantra is meant for spiritually advanced people. When one is successful in chanting the Gayatri Mantra, he can enter into the transcendental position of the Lord. One must, therefore, acquire Brahminical qualities or be perfectly situated in the quality of goodness in order to chant the Gayatri Mantra successfully and then attain to this stage of transcendentally realizing the Lord, his name, his fame, his qualities, and so on. Srimad Bhagavatam is the narration of the Swarup of the Lord, manifested by his internal potency, and this potency is distinguished from the external potency, which has manifested the cosmic world which is within our experience. 
Srila Vyasadeva makes a clear distinction between the two in this shloka. Sri Vyasadeva says herein that the manifested internal potency is real, whereas the external manifested energy in the form of material existence is only temporary and illusory, like the mirage in a desert. In the desert mirage, there is no actual water. There is only the appearance of water. Real water is somewhere else. The manifested cosmic creation appears as reality. But reality, of which this is but a shadow, is in the spiritual world. Absolute truth is in the spiritual sky, not the material sky. In the material sky, everything is relative truth. That is to say, one truth depends on something else. This cosmic creation results from the interaction of the three modes of nature, and the temporary manifestations are so created as to present an illusion of reality to the bewildered mind of the conditioned soul, who appears in so many species of life, including the higher demigods, like Brahma, Indra, Chandra, and so on. There appears to be reality, however, because of the true reality which exists in the spiritual world, where the personality of Godhead eternally exists with his transcendental paraphernalia. The chief engineer of a complicated construction does not personally take part in the construction, but he knows every nook and corner because everything is done under his direction. He knows everything about the construction, both directly and indirectly. Similarly, the personality of Godhead, who is the supreme engineer of this cosmic creation, knows every nook and corner, although affairs are being carried out by the demigods. Beginning from Brahma down to the insignificant ant, no one is independent in this material creation. The hand of the Lord is seen everywhere. All material elements, as well as all spiritual sparks, emanate from him only. And whatever is created in this material world is but an interaction of two energies, the material and the spiritual, which emanate from the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. A chemist can manufacture water in the chemical laboratory by mixing hydrogen and oxygen. But in reality, the living entity works in the laboratory under the direction of the Supreme Lord. All the materials with which he works are also supplied by the Lord. The Lord knows everything, directly and indirectly, and he is cognizant of all minute details, and he is fully independent. He is compared to a mine of gold and the cosmic creations in so many different forms are compared to objects made from the gold, such as gold rings, necklaces, and so on. The gold ring and the gold necklace are qualitatively one with the gold in the mine, but quantitatively, the gold in the mine is different. Therefore, the absolute truth is simultaneously one and different. 
Nothing is absolutely equal with the absolute truth. But at the same time, nothing is independent of the absolute truth. Conditioned souls, beginning from Brahma, who engineers the entire universe, down to the insignificant ant, are all creating, but none of them are independent of the Supreme Lord. The materialist wrongly thinks that there is no creator other than his own self. This is called maya, or illusion. Because of his poor fund of knowledge, the materialist cannot see beyond the purview of his imperfect senses. And thus, he thinks that matter automatically takes its own shapes without the aid of a superior intelligence. This is refuted in this shloka by Srila Vyasadeva. Quote, Since the complete whole, or the absolute truth, is the source of everything, nothing can be independent of the body of the absolute truth. Unquote. Whatever happens to the body quickly becomes known to the embodied. Similarly, the creation is the body of the absolute whole. Therefore, the absolute knows everything, directly and indirectly, that happens in the creation. In the Shruti Mantra, it is also stated that the absolute whole, or Brahman, is the ultimate source of everything. Everything emanates from him, and everything is maintained by him. And at the end, everything enters into him. That is the law of nature. In the Shmiti Mantra, the same is confirmed. It is said that the source from which everything emanates at the beginning of Brahma's millennium and the reservoir to which everything ultimately enters is the absolute truth, or Brahman. Material scientists take it for granted that the ultimate source of the planetary system is the sun, but they are unable to explain the source of the sun. Herein, the ultimate source is explained. According to the Vedic literatures, Brahma, who may be compared to the sun, is not the ultimate creator. It is stated in this shloka that Brahma was taught Vedic knowledge by the personality of Godhead. One may argue that Brahma, being the original living being, could not be inspired because there was no other living being at that time. Herein it is stated that the Supreme Lord inspired the secondary creator, Brahma, in order that Brahma could carry out his creative functions. So, the supreme intelligence behind all creations is the absolute Godhead, Sri Krishna. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Sri Krishna states that it is he only who superintends the creative energy, Prakriti, which constitutes the totality of matter. Therefore, Sri Vyasadeva does not worship Brahma, but the Supreme Lord, who guides Brahma in his creative activities. In this shloka, the particular words abhigya and swarat are significant. These two words distinguish the Supreme Lord from all other living entities. No other living entity is either abhigya 
or swarat. That is, no one is either fully cognizant or fully independent. Even Brahma has to meditate upon the Supreme Lord in order to create. Then what to speak of great scientists like Einstein? The brains of such a scientist are certainly not the products of any human being. Scientists cannot manufacture such a brain. And what to speak of foolish atheists who defy the authority of the Lord. Even Mayavadi impersonalists who flatter themselves that they can become one with the Lord are neither Abhigya or Swarat. Such impersonalists undergo severe austerities to acquire knowledge to become one with the Lord. But ultimately, they become dependent on some rich disciple who supplies them with money to build monasteries or temples. Atheists like Ravana or Haranyakasipu had to undergo severe penances before they could flout the authority of the Lord. But ultimately, they were rendered helpless and could not save themselves when the Lord appeared before them as cruel death. This is also the case with the modern atheists who also dare to flout the authority of the Lord. Such atheists will be dealt with similarly, for history repeats itself. Whenever men neglect the authority of the Lord, nature and her laws are there to penalize them. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita in the well-known verse, Yada Yada Hidharmasya Glani. Whenever there is a decline of Dharma and a rise of Adharma, O Arjuna, then I incarnate myself. Bhagavad Gita 4.7 That the Supreme Lord is all-perfect is confirmed in all Shruti mantras. It is said in the Shruti Mantras that the all-perfect Lord threw a glance over matter and thus created all living beings. The living beings are parts and parcels of the Lord, and he impregnates the vast material creation with seeds of spiritual sparks, and thus the creative energies are set in motion to enact so many wonderful creations. An atheist may argue that God is no more expert than a watchmaker. But of course God is greater, because he can create machines in duplicate male and female forms. The male and female forms of different types of machineries go on producing innumerable similar machines without God's further attention. If a man could manufacture such a set of machines that could produce other machines without his attention, then he could approach the intelligence of God. But that is not possible, for each machine has to be handled individually. Therefore, no one can create as well as God. Another name for God is Asamordva, which means that no one is equal to or greater than him. Param Satyam, or the Supreme Truth is he who has no equal or superior. This is confirmed in the Shruti Mantras. It is said that before the creation of the material universe, there existed the Lord only, who is the master of everyone. That Lord instructed Brahma in Vedic knowledge. 
that Lord has to be obeyed in all respects. Anyone who wants to get rid of the material entanglement must surrender unto him. This is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Unless one surrenders unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, it is certain that he will be bewildered. When an intelligent man surrenders unto the lotus feet of Krishna and knows completely that Krishna is the cause of all causes, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, then only can such an intelligent man become a Mahatma, or a great soul. But such a great soul is rarely seen. Only the Mahatmas can understand that the Supreme Lord is the primeval cause of all creations. He is Parama, or ultimate truth, because all other truths are relative to him. He is omniscient. For him, there is no illusion. Some Mayavadi scholars argue that Srimad Bhagavatam was not compiled by Srila Vyasadeva. And some of them suggest that this book is a modern creation, written by someone named Vopadev. In order to refute such meaningless arguments, Sri Sridhar Swami points out that there is a reference to the Bhagavatam and many of the oldest Puranas. The first shloka of the Bhagavatam begins with the Gayatri Mantra. There is reference to this in the Matsya Purana, which is the oldest Purana. In that Purana, it is said with reference to the Gayatri Mantra in the Bhagavatam that there are many narrations of spiritual instructions, beginning with the Gayatri Mantra. And there is the history of Vitrasura. Anyone who makes gift of this great work on the full moon day attains to the highest perfection of life by returning to Godhead. There is a reference to the Bhagavatam and other Puranas also, where it is clearly stated that this work was finished in 12 cantos, which include 18,000 shlokas. In the Padma Purana also, there is reference to the Bhagavatam in a conversation between Gotama and Maharaj Ambarish. The king was advised therein to read regularly Srimad Bhagavatam if he desired liberation from material bondage. Under these circumstances, there is no doubt about the authority of the Bhagavatam. Within the past 500 years, many erudite scholars and acharyas, like Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti, Vallabhacharya, and many other distinguished scholars, even after the time of Lord Chaitanya, made elaborate commentaries on the Bhagavatam. And the serious student would do well to attempt to go through them to better relish the transcendental messages. Srila Viswanath Chakravarti Thakur specifically deals with the original and pure sex psychology, Adi Rasa, devoid of all mundane inebriety. The whole material creation is moving under the principle of sex life. In modern civilization, sex life is the focal point for all activities. Wherever one turns his face, he sees sex life predominant. Therefore, sex life is not unreal. Its reality is experienced in the spiritual world. The material sex life, 
is but a perverted reflection of the original fact. The original fact is in the absolute truth, and thus the absolute truth cannot be impersonal. It is not possible to be impersonal and contain pure sex life. Consequently, the impersonalist philosophers have given indirect impetus to the abominable mundane sex life because they have overstressed the impersonality of the ultimate truth. Consequently, man, without information of the actual spiritual form of sex, has accepted perverted material sex life as the all-in-all. All. There is a distinction between sex life in the diseased material condition and spiritual sex life. This Srimad Bhagavatam will gradually elevate the unbiased reader to the highest perfectional stage of transcendence. It will enable him to transcend the three modes of material activities, fruitive actions, speculative philosophy, and the worship of functional deities, as inculcated in Vedic verses. The following is a 20-minute segment of a lecture on Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, Chapter 1, Text 1, delivered by Srila Prabhupada in Bombay on March 21, 1972. The transcript is also included on page 3 of Lesson 1 in the free Srimad Bhagavatam online study at sadhusangaonline.com. If possible, we suggest listening to this lecture while reading along from the transcript. The first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, first chapter, Janmadrasajata. <clears throat> the original source of everything. That is absolute truth. Jata, from which or from whom uh, everything is emanating. That is absolute truth. And what is the nature of that absolute truth? He is sentient. He is not dead stone. He is completely conscious. Jena sarvam idam tatam. Idam sarvam tatam. Everywhere there is consciousness. You can see the cosmic manifestation. Ah, the sun is rotating on the orbit, the moon is rotating on the orbit, thousands and millions of planets and universes are exactly rotating. Unless there is consciousness, how it is possible? There must be consciousness. Just like in my body, whenever I feel pains and pleasure. There is consciousness. Similarly, the cosmic body, the Viradhanupa, there is consciousness. 
Therefore, in the Srimad Bhagavatam it is said that the absolute truth must be conscious. Janmadasa Jata Annayat Isaratascha Arthesu Avigyam. Avigyam means conscious. Now, this knowledge, avidyam, goa means completely conversant, avidyam. Now, where from this knowledge came? Just that we have got our experience, we get knowledge from a superior person. We go to school, we go to college and get knowledge. But where from the absolute truth got knowledge? This question may be raised. Generally, uh, because we have got experience that without going to the superior person, how we can get knowledge? So, the same question may be uh, inquired about God are the absolute truth. But Basdev said that he is avidya, he is perfectly conversant, he is perfectly knowledge, but sarat. Sarat means completely independent. There is no need of taking knowledge from others. That is God. Not that I am now in ignorance, the Mayavadi theory is, that I am now in darkness under the clutches of Maya, and when Maya is finished, then I am God. The answer is that if you are actually God, how you are captured by Maya? then Maya is greater than you. But it is understood God is great. God, nobody can be greater than God. So if Maya captures God, then Maya is greater than God. So this theory is not very intelligent theory, that God has become captured by Maya. Now, Maya can capture uh, this small God, just like we are. Uh, as I explained yesterday, Ishara. Ishara means controller. So every one of us, somehow or other, we are controller. At least we control my, our uh, children, wife, at home. So in that sense, everyone is controller. But Shastra says that Ishara Parama Krishna, the supreme controller is Krishna. He has no control. I am controller, but when I go to my office, immediately I find my boss a controller. Although I am very strong controller, uh, on my children or on my wife or servant. I am very uh, strict man. But as soon as I go to my office, 
immediately I'm controlled by my boss. That is my position. So I'm not absolute control. The absolute controller means who is not controlled by anyone else. He is never controlled by Maya. That is absolute control. How God can be controlled by Maya? Therefore, this very term is used here, Sara. He is not controlled. Ishara Parama Krishna, Sara. And Krishna also says in the Bhagavad Gita, Matta Paratara Nana. There is no other controller about me. And Krishna, when he was present, he was not controlled by anyone. Even if we suppose that Radharani controls Krishna, but actually he was not even controlled by Radharani. That we have seen. When Krishna left Vrindavan, all the gopis, they would not allow him to go away to Mathura. But still did not, Krishna did not care for them. He left Vrindavan. So he is not controlled by anyone. Sara, fully independent. And so far knowledge is concerned, there is perfect knowledge. Parasasati vividhaiva sriyate sarhavi vidyavavalakriya. Any knowledge required, immediately it is present. Not that here one has to learn, that's why we have to learn now. But Krishna, when you are only three months old, the Putana Rakshasi came to kill him. She thought she was engaged by Kamsa to kill. So she came to kill Krishna, smearing poison on her, on the nipple of her breast and came in a nice motherly dress. And Jasadamaya was very simple. She allowed her son. But her purpose was to kill Krishna. But Krishna sucked her breast and sucked her life. So a three-month-old Krishna, how he became God? That he had no instruction, he did not go, undergo any austerity or penance or meditation, how he became God. Therefore, God is never made. God is always God. Either he uh, appears himself as a three-month-old boy or just like young man. God is always God. It is not that I am not God now. But by meditation I become God. That kind of God manufactured in mystic factory is not Krishna. Krishna is Sarah. He is God always. He is not a made-up God by some meditation or by yogic practice. Therefore He is God. Sarah.
तेने ब्रह्मदिदा जा आदि कवि मिहंती दसूरयो आदि कवि ब्रह्मा ना वन में आर्गु दैट वी फाइंड द फर्स्ट क्रीचर आ विदिन दिस इनिवर्स इज लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा सो ही स्प्रेड द नॉलेज Vedic knowledge, Gayatri. So he must be the supreme law. This question may be there because he is the first teacher. He created this universe and he expanded the knowledge, Vedic knowledge. Therefore, he should be accepted as the supreme law. Or Janmadasyajataha. May everything has emanated, taken birth from him. Therefore, Brahma is the origin. But the answer is there. Tene Brahma Vida Adikavai. Adikavai. Adikavai means Brahma. So he also imparted knowledge to Brahma. Therefore, Brahma is not the original creator. The original creator is Vishnu or Krishna. Tene Brahma Vida. But he was not present there. Because there was only living creature Brahma, so how knowledge was imparted to him? Therefore, they said Hrida through the heart. Because Krishna is in everyone's heart. Ishara sarvabhutana riddeshi arjuna tishthati. You are God, Krishna, within your heart. Simply you have to realize it. Simply you have to become qualified, bona fide, to speak with that. That is equal. Ah. That requires training. As soon as we are trained up to talk with the Supreme Lord who is living within my heart, ah. then our life is successful. कृष्णा से तेजाम सदुद्युक्ता ना भजताम पीतिपूर्वकम बुद्धि जुमं ददामिता I give intelligence to the person who is always engaged in devotional service with love. So Brahma was educated by Krishna through the heart. तेनी ब्रह्म निदा आदि कबै एंड व्हाट काइंड ऑफ कृष्णा इज दैट इज आल्सो एक्सप्लेन हियर देयर मुयंती जत्र सुलय कृष्णा इज नॉट अंडरस्टूड इवन बाय द ग्रेटेस्ट स्कॉलर एंड ग्रेटेस्ट सेज मुयंती दे बिकम Bewildered, puzzled to understand Krishna. So, Tene Brahma Rida Adi Kavaye Mayam Chidat Suraya Tejo Bari Vidanga Thabhinimaya Jatrat Tisargam Visha Dhamna Sena Sada Nidasakukam Tattama Param Dhimaya Here, in this material world, it is 
फॉल्स रिप्रेजेंटेशन ते जो बाड़ी में विलीवर जैसा कि बिग स्काई स्कैपर बिल्डिंग इट एक्चुअल इट इज वेरी कॉस्टली बिल्डिंग बट व्हाट इज द कॉम्बिनेशन ऑफ दिस हाउस तेजो बारी मीन तेजो मीन्स फायर बारी मीन्स वाटर एंड मृत मीन्स अर्थ सो यू मिक्स अर्थ विथ वॉटर एंड फॉर्म विथ इन ए ब्रिक एंड ड्राई इट इन द फायर देन इट बिकम्स ब्रिक एंड यू पाइल ओवर वन ब्रिक आफ्टर अनदर इट बिकम्स ए sky is covered building but actually it is simply exchange of these three things tejo barni binimam this whole material world is like that actually it is uh, the five elements combined together uh, but there is another world another nature where the houses are made of chintavan they are not made of this false material thing they are uh, made of by living chintavan living stone we have got the idea but we can get the idea from this shastra chintamani prakara sadama su kalpa vrikhal khadritesu suravi ravi palayantam लक्ष्मी सहस्रशत संभ्रम सेवमान गोविंद आदिपुरुषम तमहम भजान गोविंद रियल अबोर्ड इज डिस्क्राइब हाउसेस आर मेड देयर ऑफ चिंतामणि स्टोन लिविंग स्टोन द स्टोन विल टॉक विथ यू बट देयर इज ए स्टोन लाइक दैट we get information from the vedic literature there is a stone and kalpavrikha the trees are there but they are not like this tree they are kalpavrikha you can get anything one from that tree desert here from mango tree you can get mangoes only not papaya but from the desert tree whatever you want even you can get puris and kachori from that चिंतामणि प्रकर सदमसु कल्पवृक्ष लक्षाभूतेषु सच ट्रीज एंड हाउसेस नॉट वन ऑफ टू लक्षाभूतेषु थाउजेंड्स एंड मिलियंस ऑफ ट्रीज एंड हाउसेस आर देयर दे फैक्ट इज दैट द स्पिरिचुअल वर्ल्ड इज नॉट वॉयड एज समबडी थिंक्स Uh, there are no information uh, krishna says jadvatyana nivartante tad dhamam paramam so he is dham he has got a dham he has got an abode in the spiritual world parastasmatu bhava anya but that nature is different beyond this material nature uh, that thing is explained here in the smad bhagavatam that tejo barmit midadatha vinimayo jatsa tisarga amrisha 
Here everything is false, not false, temperate. Ah, everything that's like your body, my body, it is temperate, it is not false. The Mahavadi philosopher will say it is false. But we, Vaishnava philosopher, we don't say it is false. We say it is temperate. 